This is To The Point. A rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Hey, what's up To The Point listeners? It's your boy, Cristiano, the host of To The Point Home Services Podcast. And this is going to be one that you wished you listened to a long time ago if you've already had a financial event. If you know what financial event means, then you know exactly what I'll be talking about. So I have a guest co-host with me today who has become a buddy of mine, too. We've had a lot of these same kind of conversations uh, over the course of the last year or so. And that is Mr. Stephen Gurley. Stephen, welcome, buddy. You're my guest co-host. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Beautiful office. And congratulations to you. You really Thank worked you. hard, and uh, I think you don't you don't toot your own horn very often, but you deserve it, man. You've really accomplished something great. Are you flirting with me right now? I mean, <laughs> I'm just stating I'm just stating facts. You I know, appreciate you that. You really built something special, and uh, congratulations on your transaction. Thank you, man. So I'll go ahead and actually dig into that a little bit too. And Vince, before we get to to our guest, I'll just uh, for those who didn't see our post, you know, we are excited that we were able to you know bring on a solid partner, and uh, and how we have EverService now as Rhino is technically an EverService company. And um, it was a big growth play for us, too. So we're excited to kind of have the extra intellectual capital in this game, take some chips off the table, keep going, have some partners to help us negotiate through the acquisitions we need to get done. It's been a fun ride. I think I just quadrupled the workload that I've got right now. (laughs) So at least it certainly seems that way. Um, But in this process, I learned a few things that I probably should have been a little bit more proactive with. And that's kind of how it come to meeting our, our, our guest is... Um, I met with some, uh, or actually one of my friends of mine, the guys from uh, Penguin Air, had mentioned to me, I need to meet with with Vince and his team about, you know, hey, what are you going to do, Chris, you know, when you decide to, you know, go through uh, this new partnership, you know, with your finances and things like that. Now, you've met my wife, I think you've met Anna, I can't remember if you have or haven't met her. Of course, yeah. So, uh, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. So she handles typically like all of our financial stuff and that's like her thing. I'm a 1B in that situation, maybe even a 1C in that situation. She's the 1A. But, um, so, but I got to meet with, with Vince and his team and just to, to learn about the things that have been around enough conversations to just hear the different investments that people are making, the different things that they're doing with their money and things like that along the way. But the one biggest thing I took away from it is I think people are very reactive in this situation and not putting their money to work for them because maybe they don't know how or that they even can, or it could be that you just don't want to because you'd rather have the the boat now or the new truck now and not think about actually what could you have done had you just maybe spent that money a little bit differently or invested that money differently. So I brought on my uh, my friend, now my new friend, Mr. Vince Annabelle. And by the way, Vince, I apologize it took you so long to get on here, but now you see what everybody else has to deal with and you're trying to get me locked down. Steven is no stranger to the same thing. It's hard to get me <laughs> locked down to do things because I'm all over the place. <laughs> But I'm excited to have Vince on here. He's the CEO and founder of VFO Advisory Group. Um, also, you had two books. I think you gave me one, but I didn't know about the second. Oh, the second one is upcoming. Yes. So the first one was the household endowment model. But then you have one that's coming correct. That's coming called your high-performing virtual family office. Is that correct? That's correct. June 27th, Amazon. June 27th, Amazon. Gotcha. I'm not 100% sure when this episode is going to air, but if it is after June 27th, um, then when is it going to be? July 4th, you're in luck. We'll add the link. So make sure I get that link from you and we'll get it. We'll get added to this. Okay. Um, but Hey, and I'll send you an abstract. Please do. Please do. Can you send me the cliff notes? Yep. <laughs> that's what it is. Cliff notes. Awesome. Well, wrote them just for you. That's Chris. very thoughtful. See, you do know me pretty well already. This is going to work out great. Yes, I do. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into this too, because I want you to give uh, our listeners, you know, when, when just 
maybe a little bit, a bit of a brief bio on you. And when I talked about, you know, maybe you should be a little bit more proactive. This whole podcast is going to be around your finances. I mean, if you're in business, whether you're a hundred thousand dollar company, a $200,000 company, a $2 million company. I mean, you can be a $30 million company. The point is, is that you need to be a little bit more proactive with your money when you, especially when you're in business on, on, and what you can actually do with it to create more wealth or to invest it in the proper places or do something with it besides just throwing a savings account. So there are plenty of things that you can do. So this whole entire thing is going to be around how to set yourself up financially. Oh, there we go. Name that song. That's Pink. Name that song. That's come on, Steve. I, I know who. It's Pink Floyd. That's the Pink Floyd. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's on. an easy one, man. Wait, he acted like I wouldn't know it. <laughs> That's an hey, easy I'm one. I'm an old man. Okay. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Just maybe give our listeners a little bit of like your bio, your history, so that way uh, they kind of know who they're listening to, and then we'll jump right into to some of the questions that we want to hit on. Is that cool? Sure. Sounds good to me. All right. So 1981, I got into financial services business and started developing different types of clientele and businesses. Roll forward to 2008, 2009, the market was having somewhat of a meltdown. So was the economy. And I decided we had to manage our client assets in a different manner and be a lot more defensive. That led me to Yale University, found out about a gentleman by the name of David Swenson, who manages a few billion dollars for Yale's endowment fund. And while studying the endowment fund, I was introduced to doing private investments, sometimes referred to as alternative investments, which simply means these are investments that are an alternative to doing the traditional stock and bond portfolio. And the whole model uh, that the endowment folks were using we took and created for our clientele, wrote a book called The Household Nama Model, which you mentioned. And from there, we started building out our virtual family office, which a virtual family office is basically a uh, coordinated elite group of financial experts in law and accounting and in insurance and in investments. Uh, we can help you buy an island or a jet. Uh, but the really big focus was tax planning, asset protection, and estate planning for our clients. And that started uh, getting us introductions in the HVAC world from folks who were being brought to us who were selling their business and had not really prepared for it. And they were asking questions like, what do I do about the taxes? Their current CPA and investment advisor was telling them, be happy you got a sale, nothing you can do about it. You got to pay taxes, which is total bunk. And so that brought us into this whole world of home service industry businesses. And I think one of the points we need to make is that, you know, these home service in, uh, industry folks are out building their business and they're not focused on money. They're not focused on finances. They haven't been trained to do it. And <clears throat> as we say, and I have a podcast that covered it, uh, your money doesn't come um, with instructions. And when you start making good money or all of a sudden you have a windfall, you sell your business, you have absolutely no idea how to handle it. And many times you're using advisors who don't either. They simply either process your tax return or stick you in some stocks and bonds on an investment and call it a day. And there are so many other ways that you can manage your wealth. Yeah. There's a summary. Got it. Well, that was pretty good. 
Um, so I'm interested. Well, I, I, and I want you to speak to me like I'm completely ignorant to this. Okay. All I know how to do is run a digital marketing company, market a digital marketing company, but maybe I don't have somebody to do host the number one home service podcast. I got to do that too. That is another job, <laughs> but yeah. maybe I don't have, maybe I don't have a, a, a real good financial person to lean on. Maybe I'm an, you know, if I'm a home services company, I don't have a good financial person because I'm still just kind of getting things started. So some of the things that you probably, sure. some of the things you even just said probably went over to the top of some, you know, if some of these listeners head. So, I'd, so I want to treat it like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So we can try and like simplify these things too. Okay. I mean, not all of it. All right. Cause there's, we have a, right. we have a nice range of listeners too, but, but just keep that in mind too, that some probably won't have any idea what some of these things mean. So we'll try to, hopefully you can help dig into it too. Oh, just yeah. some other questions, but let's go into, I think let's go ahead and just get started with, um, just give us an overview, like of all the financial services that you specialize in providing. Um, and any of those for who, for not only for those who are thinking about selling their business, um, or even just, they're just still growing their so, business, but also maybe have sold. So maybe we hit, you know, um, pre and post, but as well as somebody just kind of new, sure. newly getting into it for the first time. Maybe we start there. All right. So we've got both types of clients <clears throat> from your world. Um, those that came to us before and we, we were able to get involved in their transaction, help them prepare for the sale. And the question I always ask is, you know, if you have a liquidation coming up, a sale coming up and you've got a $30 million deal, do you want to give 25% of it to the government or would you like to only give eight or 10% to the government? Is that simple enough? I remember you, I remember you asking me that question. (laughs) That's correct. And so typically the answer is, well, I'd rather give them eight. I'd rather give them nothing is what most people say, but they have no idea how to go about doing that. So on a pre-sale, we get involved in helping to structure various trusts that we can utilize, different investment structures that we can put together and do a total tax plan and put it all out there. So that before the transaction even happens, you know, and we know exactly how this transaction is going to go down what it's going to look like after the sale, what kind of money you're going to be able to plan on keeping, what's going to be available to you, how much do you want to take out and spend on a boat, uh, as one of our new clients that you and I both know just did. Um, and so in the, in the process, we're doing a discovery meeting to learn all about you, learn all about your business. Then we put together and bring in our team of experts and sit down and we just do a roundtable session and we talk about here's all of the issues, here's what our options are, how do we put this together so that we can maximize the amount of money that the client gets to keep and minimize the amount of money going to the government. In its simplest form, that's what we do for a preset. Got it. So real quick, I see it looks like you have a question, but I've got like 18. What, what's the lead like what's the lead time that somebody should be <laughs> thinking about on this? Because I know that's a common mistake is we get you get close to the event and it's very difficult to put this yeah. thing together in a short amount of time. Yes, you and I know that. <laughs> um the um ideal time is a year ahead of time. The time that we usually get brought in because most people don't know about what we do is we usually have in the case of uh, our mutual friends uh, at Penguin, we're brought in about 30 days to go. 
And we were able to get over the hump and put an entire transaction together for them. And uh, they are both extremely happy because we were able to accomplish the goal, and that is to minimize their taxes and maximize what they get to keep. So optimally, a year. And in some cases, depending on the size of the enterprise, you might want to be looking two years out because you want to, you also want to look at in the pre-sale part, you know, we're one piece of it. There's also another piece that um, some of your experts get involved and that is to help the company maximize their value so that they can maximize that amount of money they're going to get. So it's really two pieces. We want to maximize uh, increasing the value of the company, prepare it for the big sale, but we also want to prepare so that we don't have to uh, give up 25, 30% of the money to the government, especially if they're in California, it gets even uglier. Got it. Okay. So, so what most of our listeners are going to hear is you had, um, you have 30 days. <laughs> Unfortunately, correct. I, I understand that. <laughs> so hopefully we can have more than that. Uh, but, you know, sometimes that's what we have. We have a tax attorney on our team. We have CPAs on our team. We have all the uh, trust uh, attorneys on our team and we're ready to go. But there is a process to understanding all of it and working with the other side as makes well. makes total sense. Yeah. So so that is what we're trying to do here, too, is be a little bit proactive as well, like with our listeners to say, hey, if you're thinking about this, maybe start thinking a little bit sooner. So. Um, but so thanks for, for sharing that too. So what is like, what's a good, um, a starting point for, let's say we, you know, we have a lot of listeners who are, who are really just getting started and they're listening to this. So that way they can like learn different things to do from some of the best of the best in the industry or some of the other players in the industry to grow their company. So like, this is part of their, their training and learning. And by the way, I appreciate you all that are listening. Uh, you know who you are, but what can they, what can they do? Because you know, like everybody's thinking about cash flow and like, especially when you're first growing, like that cash flow is king, right? It's everything. Sometimes you're robbing Peter to pay, pay yep. Paul. I mean, what can some of these early on and like early companies start to do to get themselves in the position, you know, to, you know, to like, if, and let's say they're half a million, they're trying to be two, three million, what are some of the things that they can do like at its sure. simplest form just to get prepared for, you know, just to get prepared with their finances? I, I think the easiest way to go about it is find somebody that they can sit down and get an education from and understand some of the basics on how to prepare. And uh, we can provide that. There's a maybe a few other people out there, but not many that do what we do. That's for darn sure. Uh, and that's been proven by all the people coming to us and the people that are being referred to us now because they can't find people that can do that. So you need to just sit down and put together a game plan and understand, we, we call it a stress test. You know, if you're not feeling good, uh, you go to the doctor and you're having chest pains, guess what? They're going to probably do a stress test on you to figure out what the problem is. We do the same thing. We want to figure out You've got some cracks in your foundation or holes in your boat or however you want to describe it. You've got stress points. And the best thing to do is sit down and identify what those are so you know what you need to do next and ongoing to prepare yourself for ultimately what you're trying to do. And that's maximize the value of your business so you can sell it and have a home run at the end. Right. And I, I think something I learned too, and, I, and I, this is where I got to give credit to my wife, is that 
she knew where she could put our money to make money, even when we didn't have a lot of money. Like, so we, she was still smart enough to figure out where to put it to, you know, to put it to work, I guess, for us. So, um, right. And, but, but I didn't know how to do that. She did. And so some people don't have that luxury. So just having someone you can go to, I think is, is a great starting point to it, even help you make you aware of the things you should probably be paying attention to. I mean, I learned a lot about just this whole world yeah. from being on you this podcast. You need a coach. You need somebody to coach you through the process. Yep. Hey, are you done uh, going in no, and out? I mean, yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, That's good, Rich. I didn't mean to good, it's, it's a very important day today. And so good, Rich had called me like three or four times back to back. And I report that I run his family office. So when he calls, <laughs> doesn't matter what the podcast is. We got you. We got deals. We got we got I, deals. I understand. I understand. But uh, thanks, Ken, for disrupting our podcast. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> it, and, you know, it's Twice. almost like he knew it. It's almost like he knew it, and he, he, did it he needed purpose. to make sure that he got a he got his his blip, which he deserves. Jeez, gosh. I do have a question um, because you know sure. a, lo- a lot of these. Uh, as you know, places such as Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, um, the list goes on, right? What JP Morgan, they all say they have their family office division, okay? Where once a certain amount of money is under uh, their control, that you get access to the family office side of the business. But what's always- Or what, private client side. Right. But what, they refer to it also as private client. Exactly. But what I find so interesting about this is they say, oh, we've got- We've got a team of attorneys. We have a team of accountants, but they can't actually give you legal advice. <laughs> they can't actually give you yeah. tax advice. It's almost like it's a referral network with a little bit of coaching. It's what it is. Okay, so that's what can it is. You, it's a referral network. Can you explain how, in your model, that you're actually providing? You're actually providing legal representation. You're actually the accountant sure. of record as well for for your clients. Is that the case? No, we're not. I am not the accountant of record, okay. but we have access to the accountants that are on our VFO team that will come and sit down and engage with the clients as they did with the clients that we've worked with so far that you guys know uh, and provide accounting advice and accounting solutions. We basically are the quarterback. We're coordinating all of it. And the key to that is when you've got estate planning attorneys and you have tax attorneys, you have insurance people and you have all these different experts. The problem is usually uh, the client's advisors don't know what each other's doing. So the client goes to his investment guy and he does certain types of investments and he doesn't tell the tax uh, attorney or the CPA, and they don't understand how all of this is affecting the overall wealth plan that this client has. We, on the other hand, coordinate all of it. We engage with the reason that the big firms that you're referring to can't do that is for compliance reasons. They are not allowed to do anything. Right. And typically, what they're doing is working with some guys that they work with. We actually have real live experts that are on our team, working on our team, and they engage with the clients in the beginning um, and all the way through the end, depending on what kind of needs the clients have. And it sounds like to me that maybe you work well with uh, with other people who are already in place. So let's say I'm a business owner and already have my wealth advisor that I really appreciate and respect and has done yes. decent for me. You're going to come in and help with the estate planning, the tax planning, um, and, and uh, these aspects while still playing 
playing yeah. well with that wealth advisor that I've, I've come to trust. SmartAC.com, SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. Correct. And that wealth advisor that you have because of where his licenses are hung or his experience may not be able to do some of the tax strategies that we employ for our clients. So if they can't do that, then we can. But we don't try to get rid of a CPA or an advisor or an, an attorney that they're already currently using. If they want, and usually in the beginning, this is what happens, we bring all of them together so that they're meeting with our team of experts and the client's team of experts, and everybody's on a coordinated basis here, understanding what the needs are. Then from there, we determine who's got the skill set to maximize the results the clients are looking for. You see why that's important, Chris? It's because it, it, I don't think we made that clear that this they're the quarterbacks, right? So if you've got that attorney that you love that you've been working with, it's your contract attorney. It doesn't mean that they won't be involved in, with, with these guys. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So you don't have to just go and hire these guys. They'll yeah. So they're going to no. Work you with. don't no. And, and you're not hiring us. You are. When we first interact and start working with the clients, it's all there's no charge for anything. If you want to have the CPA or one of the CPAs we use put together uh, some tax planning or a return or whatever it might be, you're going to pay them directly at a discounted rate because of the affiliation with us. But you're going to pay them directly. You're not going to pay me anything. I don't take anything from any of those places. And when we start off in the beginning working with a new client, trying to identify what their needs are based off what their goals and risk tolerance and et cetera are, then there's no charge for any of that. That's, that's totally done by us uh, pro bono, as an attorney might say. Got it. So-, so the whole idea is to get, initially the whole idea is to get to know you, the client, understand what your needs are, what your fears are, what keeps you up at night, and where are you trying to go, and how do you want to get there? And then we try to bring in the experts that can help you get there and coordinate that with your existing experts if that's what you want done. Some people do, some people don't. Some people say, my CPA doesn't do anything except do my tax return, never offers any tax plan advice, never has for 15 years, so I want to talk to your guy. Great, we can set that up. Others say, I want you to engage with my CPA. And we do that. Got it. So then I guess the other question I mean, was be, would be, then how, how, how do you get compensated? We get compensated once the clients have <clears throat> come on board with us and we have assets under management. We charge different fees for assets under management for managing money. That's the only thing we're billing for, if you will, at this time. Got it. Okay. So you're just talking about like once you kind of get through the uh, dating phase of figuring out like, is this actually going to work and they become a, a yeah. yeah, gotcha. Okay. When they engage with sure. us. Got it. So I'll give you a, I'll give you a case study. We had a $30 million transaction and <clears throat> these guys came to us and said, <clears throat> we're going to sell shortly. 
got a $30 million transaction, and our current advisors and our CPA have told us that there is nothing we can do about the taxes. And we want to, We were told you have a different view on how to handle taxes. What is that? So we went through this whole discovery process with them. We were able to put together several trusts for them. And we were able to take mitigate their taxes on a $30 million transaction. In the end, we mitigated their taxes all the way down to about a million, million two each for the entire transaction. Okay, so they're very happy about that. Now, we started off talking to uh, one of the partner's financial advisors, and he didn't understand what we were doing and couldn't grasp it. And so he's no longer their financial advisor. <laughs> but I bet you that's something that you get common, right? Because it is like, oh yeah, because this isn't this isn't just a natural conversation that that comes up. And as soon as you as soon as you said, or even the first time I heard it before it was you that you can pay, like you just said, you know, a million and a half each or three million dollars in taxes on a thirty million dollar deal. I think most yep. people are probably skeptical, right? Like really? Well, like, first, they don't know. that's why, that's why we don't tell them, we don't spend, we don't focus on us. We bring in our experts, a tax attorney, CPA, et cetera. And they educate them on what they can and can't do and why they can or can't do it. It's not me selling them something. Last thing in the world we're here trying to do is sell. We're going to provide value and services. If the client's, appreciate what we're trying to do for them and they want to have that done, we'll engage. Yeah, sure. And where I'm coming from is like, if I'm, if I'm just thinking about this and I'm saying I'm skeptical, it's like, well, wait, that sounds like, how, how does that, how do you do that? How can I bypass? Too good to be yeah, true. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, it's too good to be true. so even though I, I sure. get that you're not selling them, that, that I think that's a natural feeling for somebody to be like, uh, this does seem too good to be true. Like, how does that, how does that work? Cause I know I had that feeling early on. And then I'm like, now I've heard from multiple people that you certainly can do these things and do them <laughs> and they work out very well. So yes, that has got to exactly. be a natural, like first gut instinct is that skepticism. Sure. But it's all about the education. That's what I, you know, like I said in the beginning, uh, money doesn't come with instructions. So you need a manual to get through. And we provide that money manual, if you will, and an education from experts that are licensed in that particular field and know what they're talking about. And they can go through the tax code and anything else we need to, to show them exactly why it's perfectly fine and these people are from, coming from all over right like they're like all over the u.s they're kind of wherever like that that you have yes. access to right yep yep got it we have clients right we just had new clients flying from sarasota just sold their business another example uh just sold their business came out with about 20 million dollars and they did it this year now they didn't meet us before the transaction we didn't get engaged until after the transaction but we're going to be able to put in place a tax mitigation strategy for them so that they can keep the majority of that sale because they haven't filed their tax return yet. They're on extension. So as long as we're doing it in the same year, that gives us a lot more tools. If we happen to come into it a year after, there are cases where we can get involved and do the tax planning using a couple of different tools that we have a certain limited amount of time that we have to engage in depending on how the transaction was consummated. So we have people that come in before, after, during, 
all different types now. Got it. So quick question then. Um, so say, let's just, let's go take me through like a quick example. Someone already transacted like your $20 million company you were just talking about. So like mm-hmm. what options do they, do they have? Uh, you know, like you said that there's some, there's still some time to do something because it might seem like, Oh, dang it. I should, I wish I would have got up, you know, I wish I would have connected with you earlier. Well, it sounds like there is some opportunity to still mitigate some of that. Like, what does that look like? Correct. It's a substantial amount. And we do, we do that for sometimes uh, an entity sold, the buyers want to keep some of the money. They don't want to defer all of it through the different trust structures. We can take care of doing that for them. So after they receive the money, we have to plan for how do we mitigate the taxes on that? So there are a lot of different, tools that can be used. Qualified Opportunity Zone investments allow you to defer the taxes on the investment uh, to uh, out to 2027, allows you to be in an investment that you can own and will own for 10 years, but all the returns on the back end after deferring those taxes and using tax money to make the investments, all that money coming out in 10 years is 100% tax-free. We also use a couple of different energy programs. It's been in the tax code for, I don't know, 80 years where people can invest. Uh, we use a natural gas drilling company out of Pennsylvania, and we receive substantial write-offs. First year, a little over 70%. Second year, another 10 to 15% of whatever their gains were. So now we're eliminating taxes completely, and those gas wells start producing within six months and some of your friends who have uh, introduced us have been using those same investments that we're talking about, and they will probably, on a daily basis, be telling somebody about the results from doing that. So keep in mind, you've got this chunk of money that you've just received. You don't want to pay taxes, so you take a portion of that money, you make it in different investments that allow you to defer or mitigate or eliminate what the tax situation is. And then over time, you're getting that money back that you normally, uh, that you uh, invested. It's all coming back to you in different types of cash flows and different types of returns. Otherwise, if you don't do that, you send it to the IRS. And I can ask you the same question we ask all of our clients. When you pay your taxes, what was the last dividend check you got after doing so? Most so far, 100%, have said none. So there are different <laughs> strategies that can be done afterwards, before, during, and after. There's been a lot of been a lot of painful conversations post transaction without <laughs> some of these conversations. The the zero uh, outcome is is on the dividend is the one that's the yep. most hurtful. Yep. And we can fix that. Even if they filed their return, we can still do an amended return uh, if they meet us afterwards, but it's still within the same year. We can still go back and do an amended return. Proceeding this with the fact that on this podcast, you're not giving legal or financial advice mm-hmm. to those guys that are in, Never and do. gals that are running a business. What's one thing they could do this week, even without your help? 
Uh, is it is it go and just get a basic uh, a basic estate? Uh, I mean, an estate plan, will, and and a trust. What is it that someone could do this week that would put them in a better position overall than they were? I'm not saying you know the bells and whistles and working with you, but what if someone has listened for 30 minutes? What's a takeaway from this podcast that they could do today to better protect their business, their family, and their their wealth? Um, I would have to say, get an education. I wouldn't say go get any one thing because it's really, again, a coordinated effort of a lot of, you've got different tools in the toolbox, just like when the, uh, HVAC guys go out and install a whole new unit, they don't go out there with just a hammer. Okay. In order to make that installation, they've got to have different tools. We provide a toolbox with those different tools. And the best way to do that is to get an education, just get an understanding of, you know, and, you know, Google will answer their questions. What type of tax strategies can I find out there to mitigate taxes for my sale of my business? Or uh, how can I utilize a retirement plan to help mitigate my taxes? Or what happens if I don't have uh, a trust or a will in place and I have the bad judgment to die? What happens to my business? What happens to my wife? I mean, there's a lot of resources out there that they can get an education. Okay. Did you say to die? <laughs> yes. I caught that little joke. judgment to die. That's that's what I said. And and because that's what happens. People put off getting taking care of these issues because what are they doing? You guys know they're building their business. Their whole focus is on building the business and making it work and taking care of the family. Stick the money in a savings account. Don't invest it anywhere. Don't worry about investing it anywhere. I got to just keep the rev going, increase the EBITDA, and then hopefully I'm going to be on this PE train and I'm going to live happily ever after. Well, there's other things that have to be done in between uh, because if you do have the bad judgment to die, you're going to leave a whole bunch of people in a mess. Gotcha. So the roundabout answer to your question was start Googling a bunch of stuff, chat GPT or call Vince and ask him for some direction. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. I mean, you know, we're available. We, we can answer questions. We will spend time with people. Obviously if somebody needs an education, they can read my book for crying out loud. That would be a great start. They can read the second book as soon as it comes out. That would be a great education. I wrote my book for people to be able to understand and not have it in Wall Street uh, financial lingo. It is written so uh, everybody can understand it. You don't need a finance degree to figure out what the heck I was talking about. <laughs> it's a thin book, so it's an easy read. And, and there, yeah, it's an easy read, 170 pages. And there's other books out there that can do the same thing. Got it. So just get an education, like at least try and learn some, some of the it's fundamentals, it. right? Gotcha. And sometimes, you know, um, husband's out putting the business together. So like Anna, uh, she probably got an education on the side to try to figure out how to deal with this money stuff. And so that's another option. And we have several clients that are working with us now that just like Anna, the wife was in charge of the books and figuring out what to do with the money and how they were going to manage all that. Well, hubby's out building the business right. well and of course you can always listen to your favorite podcast to get a little education yeah, that too. <laughs> and, and i think it's important that they do plug into your podcast and they figure out who 
are the ideal folks to be working with um, to understand how to prepare their business for the sale as well. I think that's also extremely important. Question, because it comes up quite a bit, and I'm not 100% sure that I, I believe there's going to be some major like market downturn, and I could be wrong because I don't have a crystal ball, but um, how do you approach situations like that where there could be like a potential like economic downturn or anything like that that's coming up? So that, what's your kind of philosophy Recession? on that? I mean, I don't even want to say yeah. that word because yeah. I don't know where it's going to go, but what's your philosophy? Well, we're in one. We're, we're minorly in a recession now. And we will probably start seeing some additional problems coming up and will most likely cause some more pullback and pain in the market. We are currently in, in our endowment model, we have uh, some exposure to the market, but it's all in a very defensive position. Um, we do not want to participate in a roller coaster. If you look at my book, uh, there's a roller coaster in there, and that's what the market looks like. You know, for years, it's gone up and down, up and down, up and down. And so you want to try to avoid that by utilizing some of these private investments that aren't correlated with what the market's doing. All that was in my book. But we, we look out ahead. Our economic uh, advisor, uh, Paul Dietrich, who uh, is with B. Riley, manages about 30-some billion dollars, uh, believes that we are going into a recession. And... <clears throat> He also called the recession in 2000 and also in 2007 and 2008. And he's been very good at reading tea leaves, if you will. So we expect that we're going to have a downturn. We are not in any kind of a bull market right now. You've had uh, rising interest rates hurt the market. Rising interest rates are causing uh, a lot of problems in real estate. People can't refinance right now. So there's a lot of issues out there that, are not going to get any better over the short term. Well, you, so you need to be prepared and you also need to utilize some uh, cash as well. You wouldn't have been able to tell there's a market downturn where I was just at last week. So when I hit the airport, it didn't seem like there was a market <laughs> downturn because it was packed. Nope. And that, and if you read the economic numbers, it's showing that consumer spending is still up. Yeah. Well, and, so. and, I was at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the Indianapolis for the Indianapolis 500, and there was 330 thousand people there, and um, yep, and it's not getting any cheaper to go. <laughs> so I'm sure it's not. The, the, hey, we'll go out to TPC <laughs> and try to play a round of golf. It's 500 bucks these days. <laughs> That's what it was a night for my hotel room, <laughs> and people are paying it. Jeez. <clears throat> But there has to be something to it. Cause I mean, even with the housing market, like it's, it, it's, there's nowhere near the volume of, of homes that use that used that there used oh, to no. be. So there's some, well, but that's what, that's good for the people listening to your podcast, because as long as we've got higher interest rates, people aren't moving out of their homes and selling them and buying new one at a, a 7% mortgage rate. They're fixing the ones they have and repairing the ones they have and improving on those so that when rates do come down, they can make that move. So it's good for your industry. That's for sure. What else you got, Steven? You got anything for us? Come on. I got man. a couple. Go ahead. Uh, one is um, with your tax planning, are you looking to any offshore jurisdictions at all uh, with whether, whether it's the trust or the offshore companies for any holdings? Typically, typically only if it's going to be over a hundred million dollars. We also happen to have as one of our consultants, a gentleman, his name is Russ Allen Prince, 
who consults our company and me. Um, he's probably the foremost authority on family offices in the world, written 60 plus books on it. And his clients that he works with are only billionaire families. And he's involved with a lot of global legal firms, global accountant, county firms, global billionaire families. And so when something like that comes up, we bring in the heavyweights that he has to help us identify because they're all very tricky and you don't want to miss any uh, T's being crossed. Does that answer your question? Because <laughs> a lot of people don't even, some of that stuff's even disappearing and taken off the books. The Malta Trust is now gone. Can't do those anymore. So, you know, there's a lot that you can do, but you've got to have a different reason for doing something. That's a different level of wealth. And yeah. when you and when you say offshore, dude, I'm telling you, people think about movies. Like they're like, I know what that's, is this I know that's what shit? they think, but there's such uh, KYC compliance offshore that you know people think that it's just for money laundering. But actually, like to open a bank account, I can tell you every time I have to update my bank accounts in the Cayman Islands, it takes thirty plus days to provide them all the details they need. Sometimes they'll just lock you out if you don't, if you don't have updated information, they're way more stringent than even U S banks. A foreign citizen can come into the U S and open a bank account at chase today. Like you can't do that in in a lot of, in a lot of countries. (laughs) So it's, it's different. The one other question I had was, um, so these, there's tax mitigation, you know, minimalization, um, avoidance and, uh, and of course evasion. With your minimalization structures, have those been been tested through the legal system with the IRS? Yes. Meaning, meaning, meaning yeah, you said you set up something, and the IRS was like, "Uh, uh-uh, we don't buy that," and you litigated over it, and and you won. That's no, that's what, we have not had any challenges to anything we personally have done. The strategies that we have used have been tested, okay. and that's why we have a tax attorney on our team to make sure that we aren't running afoul or getting in any gray. We don't want gray. There's too many things you can do without going over the line. Yeah. We don't need to go over the line uh, because the guys that go over the line go to jail. Correct. Correct. Or you get bad advice and you and, and you think you're not going to get a tax bill. And then one year or two years later, all of a sudden you've got this big tax bill because you're being challenged. So it's good to hear that you guys yeah. are taking that seriously. Yeah, absolutely. There's no life's too short. We don't have. There's no reason for us to go to that extent uh, to to do any business. Yeah, because you like to be available to enjoy <laughs> to enjoy your money, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of right. isn't that kind of part of the deal? I mean, you know, if you have some money, you can work some deals at the commissary. You know, get some <laughs> kind of better hygiene items and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and get some good sales skills. You know, and hopefully, hopefully, you, hopefully, you got some solid fighting skills <laughs> well listen but and, and i mean i kind of joke about some of the stuff being scary but a lot of it is scary to a lot of people because it's the unknown they don't really understand and you only you know know yeah. what you think you've seen in the movie or you hear about people laundering money and things like that um because that's all re- the reality of what people who don't get it think it may sound silly to to you or to you, but to, I think there's a lot of people that they just don't know. And then, so they don't do anything or they're afraid to do anything or who to even believe. Well, since he wouldn't give me the one thing, right. could you at least offer the, to the point, uh, home service podcast listeners? I don't know, like a 30 minute discovery session with you and your team or something right, like that. Look at you. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> happy to do that. Hey, you know what you should do? More than happy. You know to what do you that. should do? Just I got an idea. You should consider doing like a little, um, like a little class or something along those lines, and, and maybe like something small where you could have people come in and actually like offer that up to them, and that way you're not doing a bunch of one-offs because Stephen just asked it on the podcast. I mean, you could but, limit it. Well, one. <clears throat> One of the things we're doing right now is we're working on a conference we're planning to do for business owners, and we're going to bring in folks from uh, your side of the world, those that have been through transactions, and we're going to bring in uh, folks from our side of the world to educate, if you will, these business owners. I had talked to you briefly about doing something like that. Uh, We're looking at trying to do something out at the Four Seasons, take a full day and provide education on all of the things that we've been talking about from other people other than just me, but our team and uh, your team uh, talked to Brian Cohen. He's in, wants to join us. So we are in the process of doing that. Okay. Gotcha. And I'll let you know when you can put it out. Okay. Well then, yeah. When you have all those details put together for sure, let me know. Great ask. Thank you for doing that. But for if our anybody listeners. has any questions, you know, if somebody has a question, uh, certainly can reach out to me and we're more than happy to spend time with them and help them. Perfect. Well, I appreciate that, dude. Our listeners love you right now. They're like, hell yeah, bring Steven back. Yeah, don't worry, everybody, I'm like, I'm going to be like uh, <laughs> Oprah or uh, what's her name? Ellen. Everybody gets a ride on a t-shirt. <laughs> Perfect. Well, listen, I, I, I have one, one Vince, thanks for the time too. Obviously we're just scratching the surface on things that you can actually do from your pre-sale, sure. pre-roll, tax planning, investment planning, like there's retirement, but there's so much that you, that you have available. You can't cover all these things in a single podcast like this, but the point is, it's just to get you thinking about it and actually being proactive and doing something about it. And like you had said too, uh, is even if you've already had a transaction this year, you still have some time to be able to do some things if you miss that, if you miss that bow, but do something. And there's a bunch of guys looking for a role coming up too. A lot of people have roles uh, in the pipeline this year and next year. And, you know, you can do the same thing. You can do the same prep for a role. Even if you miss it on the initial sale, you can still do same types of, uh, planning with a role upcoming role or multiple roles. Perfect. Exactly. You heard him. Um, so you had mentioned this and I want to make sure I have it. If, if somebody does one of the, can, one of our listeners wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to, to reach you? And if, and if it's not you directly, then maybe someone at the, at the, at the company or whoever, like what's the best way to contact you? Uh, they can call the front desk is 480-889-8985. And they can talk to Renee at the front desk. Just tell them they're calling in off the podcast and they want to schedule um, a time with me to talk or one of my partners, either my son, Rob, or Andrew, uh, depending on how many calls come in, we'll see if I get too covered up or not, but I can bring in the troops. A couple of the partners can help. Um, and they can also email me at Vince, V-I-N-C-E, at com. So that's the website, com. Yep. And it's Vince at for the email. Got it. Perfect. Well, listeners take advantage of the situation, right? So you can always reach out and ask questions. And uh, I would assume there are no dumb questions. (laughs) So, because this is never a dumb question. (laughs) 
and you're not going to make him feel dumb. So, I mean, that's something I always hate. I always ask dumb questions, and this might make me feel dumb. It's like the worst case scenario. But you get used to it after a while when you work with no. when you work with a lot of people smarter than you, then you ask dumb questions. <laughs> but then I get smart. So, Stephen. Yes, My sir. man, thanks for joining me, bro. Yeah, sorry I stepped out uh, twice. Sorry, that's never happened on a podcast. Yeah, I know. So, you know. so you're the first. Hopefully, first, I'll get invited back. Oh, you're the first one. You're the first one to be live <laughs> in this new studio, and the first one to ever walk out on an actual podcast. Hey, you should. My fiance it has the same challenge. Like we could be doing anything. Goodrich calls. It's off. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's well, that's we're, hey, stakes are high. I'm texting him as soon as this is over to tell him what he did. <laughs> <laughs> How he's made an impact without even being on here. Hey Vince, man, I appreciate you so much, man. I'm glad that you and I got to spend some some time together and, and I know you gave me some good collateral too that I got to uh, look through. And it, and it is a, an education for me too. I'm still learning. There's a lot of moving parts to it to understand. And I'm trying to not just defer sure. just defer to Anna. Um, I am trying to actually make sure I learn and understand the thing. So if someone's asking, I'm giving somewhat sound advice versus just theory. So, um, but I appreciate you giving us your time too. And hopefully, you know, some of the listeners. Feel free to call me for one of those 30 minute slots. Copy that. Okay. So um, then <laughs> <laughs> we'll fill you on as many as we possibly can. Um, but the, I do want to make sure that if you get that, if you do get that little conferencing put together to give us the info on it and give us plenty of time. So we have time to, to put it out there. Cause I do think people would, would attend it. And um, I'm guessing people will want to ask questions in, in private. So they probably reach out to you directly yep. too. But um, well, Steve, unless you got anything sure. else, man, I'm going to close. You can close. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to book a 30 minute session. Do I have my, your myself? Do I have your permission to, to, All to right, close? Steven. Yes, sir. <laughs> Um, Vince, hey man, I pre- again, I appreciate you. And to our listeners, um, hopefully this was a different type of podcast for us too. You know, I don't typically bring on, um, anybody like, well, I get, I get beat up all the time. I'm not sure I shouldn't say beat up. That's not the right word. Um, we're blessed to have people that want to be on the podcast, but people coming and trying to push their services quite a bit. And this wasn't one of those scenarios. Um, this was my suggestion, um, because it's just one of those topics I think needs to be discussed, needs to be talked about that people don't understand, don't get, um, and just don't know. So this was one of those, I thought, man, it's kind of something different than what we normally do. And then, um, you know, hopefully, like I said, they, t- they take advantage of doing something because, uh, you know, got to do everything, but you, but you got to do something because Stephen, there you go. No zero days. And you know what? I am going to say one thing. If you don't have a will days. right now, go, go at least pay the 500 bucks to get your will done so that hey, what you've worked hard for doesn't end up in probate. You guys can at least do that. Lots of horror stories around that. Right. Lots. Just go do that. It's like 500 bucks. Go get that done. And then your, go meet, go have your 30 minutes. You session. got your family battling it out because you didn't spend the 500 bucks to put your will Come together. Come on, man. <laughs> but a lot of people don't know that either. So if you don't know, you don't know. At least we, it's one good thing. That is true. It's one good thing. So Vince, appreciate you. Steven, I appreciate you. Yes, and sir. To, Thanks for having me. To all of our listeners, obviously, I really appreciate you. If you guys want to leave a review, I appreciate that. But don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and check back in every single week. And until next time, no zero days. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and hit write a review. 
and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.